The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Once again, we uh, can't thank you guys enough for joining us. We really appreciate everything. And today, on a day where Giannis not surprisingly feasted, it is the Cardinals whose offense we are waiting to rise. Happy Greek Easter, Caleb. Thanks. I don't necessarily celebrate that holiday, but thank you. Well, I feel like we should. I'm not Greek. Well, neither am I. But I, so I, good for Giannis to go out there and show out on Greek Easter. That's pretty absolutely. cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the Bulls, I mean, they're just not as good as the um, Bucks. <laughs> like, I think it honestly just boils down to that. To that. They're just not as good. Yeah. Giannis is, also, Giannis is the best player on the planet, and no one can tell me otherwise. Yeah, it's pretty hard not to give him MVP every year as far as I'm concerned. I think he's the best player on the planet. And I honestly, if I'm, we're being honest here, we're not going to talk too much about the NBA. No. But I don't think it's close. Yeah. I, like, I think second argue. place, it's like Barry Bonds and then whoever was second in MVP in the early 2000s. So, Albert. Yeah. It's like not close. Just not. Well, Albert was pretty close. He wasn't, though. So. <laughs> all right. So, let's <laughs> like he wasn't. <laughs> um, all right into this just a little bit as we get going hey first of all if you were if you were to look at the numbers as a whole and say we go to milwaukee we go to miami we go to cincinnati and we go home with a six and four road trip i don't think anybody would be mad i am i get it but six and four is not good enough against those teams all right so go um i'm not mad about today's game so i'll start out with that i was when i was watching i was getting kind of heated in my room but a long road trip in, in Cincinnati, coming home to face Scherzer tomorrow, it kind of set up perfectly for them to lose that game. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, they're probably sluggish. They're probably tired. The thing that frustrated me about it is a game like that is a game where if you're going to lose, which they did, and obviously they weren't trying to lose, but I would have at least liked to have rested some people. You know what I mean? I do. Like, at least get got some of the people off of their feet so that – it's not just a loss and the guys are still playing 10, 15 games in a row. So it kind of feels like a double loss, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, it's early and it's April and it is. And know, the Reds are going to lose a hundred straight games. They had to win one. That's right, right. Right. So I kind of hate when we go face a team that's on a long losing streak. Cause you know, it has to end. It's not going to get absurdly long. Just doesn't happen in baseball. Well, it, it was pretty doggone long. I know what I'm saying. At some point, it's going to have to end. They're going to play a team at some point that is better than them, and they're going to have to win because they're the worst team in baseball with <laughs> their injuries. They are with, without with, Indians. We'll and we'll get to the Reds in a little bit. Uh, we talked about the Brewers series last weekend, so we don't have to start there. Uh, I thought I thought the Marlins series, I, and you had said you wanted to see them go five and one, if not six and zero, on this road trip. And I said I would be happy with four and two, which is what they did, and I am happy. I I mean. I feel like you got what you wanted from everybody in your rotation, honestly, outside of Adam Wainwright. No, Wainwright was great. He won us game one. I mean, I, and, I'm, and I'm what he did today, today. I'm talking about today. He, okay, but what he did today, let's talk about the Marlins series first. But what Wainwright did today, um, that's great. For a guy to be able to go out there and not be good in the first two innings and to still save the bullpen like he did with a big series coming up, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, giving up four runs against the Reds, you should be able to win that game. But the Mar- the Marlins series was – the hitting right now is frustrating. Very frustrating. Because you look at their last six games, 
we'll just not go back to the Brewers series. They haven't scored more than five runs. They scored five three times. But it doesn't even feel like in those games where they scored five that they deserved five. You know what I mean? I, I do. Like I it do. feels and like I want to get into know. that a little bit. Um, today, and I know I know you said you. So let's go ahead and get into this. All right, let's go ahead and get into this. I know you said today you're not even mad about today. I have questions. All right. Okay. And, and again, we I may have answers. That's fine. But I, I have a very big question of the guy who is running our dugout and. You and I were texting back and forth, and I, obviously Twitter was ablaze. But you can, we cannot look. We, we, we said day one when we signed Albert. All right, here's the test: Is it going to be Albert solely versus lefties, or are we going to allow him to hit in crucial spots versus righties, where we know right now he's hitting what is it, 067, I believe, against righties. His OPS is like a 700 point difference per Today, slide. Per side. Today in that game is three to one. Nolan's on second, and we leave Albert in to hit against the righty. In effect, your exact text to me was, "If he leaves Nolan, or I mean Albert, in to face a righty, I'm going to jump out of my window." Now, glad to see that you survived. So yeah, I didn't. I survived the fall. Glad there's a bush on there. Way up in the penthouse yet. All right, but that's a major question to me as far as what are we doing? We have. And, I, and, I, and you can make the argument, well, Dickerson's not swinging well. Well, Nita's like, well Lars has like five at-bats, so let's relax there. But just, they're both swinging well, it pretty well. I'd make that argument, to be honest. Well, I mean, the stats don't bear that out. However, I mean, Dickerson's had some big RBIs lately, and now Lars had four great at-bats yesterday. So let, let me finish my point here, all right? This is why we brought and signed Corey Dickerson to a $5 million deal, right? Correct. Was to hit right-handed pitching, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing? I mean, Ollie, I watched the post game. And he said something about there. This is the problem I had with his comments. And he's a very analytical guy. We know that. He knows all the numbers, whatever. He said this guy out of the bullpen was the only guy we would let Albert Pools face. Horseshit. I call No, no hold on. Fine. I'm fine if that's the case. But why are you looking for a guy to, for him to be able to face? Bingo. That's what I don't get. Why are you looking for a matchup? Guess what, Ollie? The matchups that favor him aren't against right-handed pitchers. Simple. He throw, here's all you got to look at. You don't have to do any homework. If he has if he has the glove on his left hand, take him out of the fucking game. Yeah, I, I mean that. What it should what, be that simple? What, and also, what message does that send to Newt? And and I know they're they're professionals and Dickerson, but they have they to be looking it, at but... each other, going, "What what in the hell are we doing here?" Like, what they did what get Dickerson in that bat late, but I don't know. And here's the thing: Danny Mack was all over it too. He was talking on the broadcast, and he said, "I you have to take him out here." Because Jim yeah. was like, what do you do? He was like, you can't. You, I mean, he's like, I pitch it for him. Like, you have to. Yeah, Jim wanted to leave him in, by the way, which, whatever. But, yeah, Albert versus right-handers right now, 077 this year. Here's the thing that's frustrating me, Dad. He was horrible in L.A. for the last five years, we'll say. He was okay before that. But for the last four or five years, he was atrocious, really bad. You know why he brought value back to a team? Because the Dodgers used him right. Correct. They used he him the right lefties. way. So yep. why are we making the same mistakes that the Dodgers already learned from? And that's what I wanted to get into first, because there are a lot of good things that we want to talk about. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be. There are the some good things. Twitter that always focus on negative, but these are questions that you and I asked when the signing happened, and we're seeing them play. This isn't the first time, all right. This isn't the first time, and it's not going to be the last time. And it is a question that hey, Ali can give his answer, but I, again, I'll say it again: that's horseshit. That's that's not right. Like you said, there's a righty in the game. You need to pull him 
and you need to have Lars. And if it doesn't work, not one person is going to say, well, you should have left Albert in there. Not one. There's no guessing there. Now, if it, here's the thing as well, Dad. If it doesn't work, then fine. He's coming up again. And if a lefty's in the game at that point, Paul DeYoung's on your bench. So boom. there's no reason. You know there's who else no is on your bench? Kisner. Bingo. A guy who's hitting 320 right now. Yeah, uh, we can get into yachting a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah he's on. He's on my. He's on my list. So that's that. And also, if we're going to be honest, one more thing. And I think Ali. Hey, he's in a great I, job. He's right, in a right. Great job. Hindsight is, as we say, hindsight is always undefeated. Right. We know that. But it's what makes baseball very, very fun too. Is to question, and we, you and I, were questioning in real time. Uh, you know, I so, questioned it before it happened. Correct. So my other question is, why Wayno did not have his stuff today? And and again, I'm not questioning Wayno. I do have a lot of questions about. Um, his like his contact rate and the average of the guys are hitting against him. Like there are some signs that right now are a little glaring versus him, but it's early, and I'm not gonna, I'm not going to panic about Adam Wainwright ever in my life. But I think it'll be what, fine. But what I will say is, why did you send him? Why would? Why? Okay, if, if Caleb Noble, let's put the one of the many hats you wear, uh, is the manager, would you send Wayno back out in the sixth? Yeah, to face Tommy Pham. Uh, okay, agreed. After that, would he have faced Joey Votto? No. Right. Hannah Cabrera would have been in. No. Did you see what McFarlane came in and did? He was great, but I don't want McFarlane in with the guy on second base because his value is ground balls, and you don't need a ground ball in that situation. Well, you brought him in with a guy on third base. Well, there's a guy on first. That's why they did it. But oh, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have kept him in the face. I would not have brought well, McFarlane even... in. That, that's, a, that's a situation. If you were to bring McFarlane in with a guy on second and nobody out, that's a situation for him to just fail. You know see, I mean? don't agree with that. Especially the run's coming in. The run will come in. He's not going to strike anyone out. His swing looks so long right now. I I disagree with that. I would have gone straight to McFarlane. I understand what you're saying about Cabrera, but what like again? What are we doing? We just got to run back. Like what? What is the reason for that? We have to stop saying Wayno's a vet. Like he is. I get it, and he's Cardinal Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. One of my all-time favorite players. But we can't keep saying like this isn't just their show. No, and I don't think that's what he was doing it for. I think he saw Wayno was cruising. And he left him in. I don't get why you leave him in for Votto. He said something about Votto's average is over 300 versus sinkers for their left-handed. Okay, whatever. I mean, stop looking at all the numbers. Right. Like, feel for the game. Yes. Votto's not the hitter he was 10 years ago. So a lot of those hits year, are – he, he, he wasn't. He wasn't, though. He was a power hitter. Correct. So you get a guy in that hit – I mean, that can slow his bat down. I mean, he's not in the home run off TJ McFarland. Like, that's right. not going to happen. So that's he's probably going to get out. That's why but I would have gone to McFarland. I would have gone to his just for that – but I get why they didn't because they were losing. So you kind of want to save his bullets. But yeah, I mean that was a that was a the, I didn't have any problem with him facing Tommy Pham. But to keep him in against Vado, I was actually going to get food at the time and I was looking on my phone and I was like, I mean, I was I put it away because I was like, after yeah. Pham hit the double and it just didn't. And then he faced Moran too. It didn't make much sense at all. Yeah, I really. And then you bring in McFarlane to face righties. I don't. And McFarlane was great. He was great. I guess for him. But why yeah. – okay, if you want to have him face Votto and he walks him, fine. But then why is he facing Moran? Yeah, that's – I guess that's – those are the things that I just have the question on. Um, we finally – hey, and it's we finally fine. have to see. Jake Woodford actually is alive and well and on the team. Uh, I'd be so pissed if I were him. What are we doing? But, I don't know. Why are we using Drew fucking Verhagen instead of Jake Woodford? I don't – like they're the same guy except for one's good. I just I, I'm really confused on this. Like it's almost like he has too many guys, and we're using the wrong ones. Brooks has five and two thirds. Jake Woodford has four innings. Two to be fair to Bro- with Brooks, he threw three in one inning. I mean, one I, inning. I get it. I'm just that saying, was a like that's what, but that but that's what I'm saying. That should be the guy that piggybacks off of, of Jordan Hicks. 
is Jake Woodford. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he definitely should that's, be. That's it, right? Jake I mean, Woodford, like, he – without this um, signing of Matt, like, Woodford would have probably been our fifth starter. So, I don't really get – I don't get why we're wasting it. Just send out a triple A then. Nick Whitgren has been in six games, Caleb. He's been I'm really not, good, though. He's been, he's been I, really I good. I understand that, all right? But what I'm saying is – like, Do you think he's trying to see what he has with these new guys and to see it what later on the season when they cut two? Who those two guys are going to be, and what well, is obviously not going to be one of those right? two guys. Weekend and maybe, maybe that's it. But that's just have they announced weekend. it yet? What's May first? No. Here's the problem. One of them's going to be Andre Pallante, and if it is, I see no, it's not. Right. It's not. Okay, who's it going to be? It's going to. I think they're going to have. Well, good. Good news. No. Okay, I don't want. Let me rephrase. Bad news for him. Good news for the decision makers. Um, Verhagen yeah. is hurt. <laughs> the, um, you hold on. Let's just you and I talk. Did we talk about on the pod? The mysterious injury has has uh, popped up for the first time in 2022. Fun he, fact: the, I just Drew Verhagen may never um, come back from this hip impingement. No, he might not. It might be. It. I don't know. I mean, I. I don't know what we're gonna do. We, we might what? never see. We might never see Drew Verhagen in a Cardinal uniform again. No, he might be one of those guys where like, what's our payroll at? I'm like, wait, we're paying him. Like in a year. Well, you know he's getting moved to the sixty day, right? If 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 the Cardinals are rolling, because it's he's, pitch, he's gonna he's gonna get um, a hip replacement is what's gonna happen, and he's gonna be out for two years. Saying he's out of options, isn't that what I read? I uh, he signed a big league deal. He can't go to the minor leagues. Yeah, league. that's what I'm saying. So there's no options there, which means he's going if if the, if they're have so okay. So I'm sorry. Okay, we're getting a little bit off track. Andre Palante, by the way, just looked him up. His first name is Neil. Interesting, but Neil, Neil Andre Palante is his full name. But he's not getting sent down. 1.4, the dude is nuts. He's a reliever that's already accumulated a .1 war. Great. He is but nasty. He's six innings pitched, five hits, um, two walks, great. So his, his whip's a little bit above one, but whatever. And then his he, one earned run, and it was in his first appearance. He, he's great, yeah. man. Here's the I thing. We're, if we want to go to some positives here about the bullpen, there's, there's, a, lot, a, there's, a, there's a way that late in the season, it's Palante – Wickgren, Reyes, um, Helsley, Geo, McFarland, yeah. Cabrera, and Gallegos. No, I don't know if he'll, he might not be with the team. But if it's those seven, I'm, that is. I'm with you. That is as good of a bullpen as you'll find in baseball. So here's my question. If we're looking at the, if, if Verhagen is obviously one, the other one is going to be Aaron Brooks, right? Like, so uh, does he have, did he sign a big league deal? No, minor league deal. Oh, okay, yeah, he'll be gone. That's fine. So that's the easy one. And Woodcrin's been good. Like, it's a Whitley. Woodcrin's been great. I really like great. Cody Whitley. I like what we've seen from him. Oh, I forgot him, I am, dude. I am, sorry, I'm not negative on this bullpen at all. No, what their I'm arm bar is pretty good. I still don't understand the Drew Verhagen signing. No, it's bad. It's almost like they were banking on an injury, which you can't do. I know all these people want to do that and have depth and act like we're the Dodgers. The Dodgers don't give a shit about payroll. If they have but, a guy like Drew Verhagen that doesn't work out, he's gone. And you and I but, talked about this, and we might have even talked about it on the left pod, so – I could be repeating myself, but I'm still just really wanting to know why two years. That makes no sense, Dad. I don't. I well, how old None. is none? Thirty-one. I don't know. We signed Hasn't an unproven guy until he's thirty-three. I, a lot of questions. it makes no sense. He has negative point two WAR and he's pitched four innings. That's hey, almost like impossible a week to do. Ago, Cardinal Twitter was a blaze of why did Mo not sign eight starting pitchers? And you and I have talked about this on here. It was it's hilarious. And anytime you try to explain it to them, their heads explode and they can't. Well, that's been very, very quiet, by the way. Uh, our starting pitchers this week, week very, very strong. What are your thoughts there? They face um, weak offenses, so okay. I'm not going to take anything away from them. But I, this Mets series is going to be very telling. 
To be because fair, Miami is in the top half in Major League Baseball in a lot of offensive categories. I don't care about that stuff right now just because it's been such a weird year. It's such I get a weird it, but that's start. not a bad – what I'm going to say is that's not a bad offense. It's not. It is. It is. I disagree. Who scares you? Solaire, and he's not even that – okay. Either, they face offenses that don't scare you. Jesus Sanchez is, is a stud, dude. He's good. Yeah, he's good, but he's one guy. The strikes I out. I get it. 55% of the time. Jazz is good. They, I think they've got a pretty decent offense on that. It's not – we're not talking about the Dodgers. We're not talking about the Braves. We're not talking about those kind of teams. But I still think the Marlins are better than – it's the best offense we've faced all year. Um, it's better than the Pirates. It's better than the Royals. It's better than the Reds. It's better than the I don't know if it's better than the Royals. Uh, it is. It's on par with the Royals. Okay. But um, – because I think Salvador Perez is the best hitter out of all of those people. But – um. Yeah. So th- this week's gonna be telling just for that because you got Michaelis, who we'll see. We want to see where he's at. The Mets are pretty good. Um. You got Jordan Hicks. He's gonna face the Mets as well, and Stephen Matt. So you got the three guys there. The question marks coming in this year, all coming against the Mets. So I think it's gonna be pretty telling on whether or not you know what the, where those guys are currently. Not to say if one of them has a blow up start, that means they're bad. Yeah. But, it was really really nice for me to see him again. I mean, I guess we can always take it with a grain of salt when you're talking about a bad offense. And a bad team, but it was nice to see Dakota Hudson go six and two thirds. He's still he needs to work on the walks, but he looks he looks good. He's just he's still trying to find it. I think his release point is still a little bit wonky to him, almost yeah. like feels foreign. It kind of looks like, but he's gonna be fine. I mean, yeah, I'm I, I'm the opposite of worried about Dakota Hudson. Agreed, agreed. Now, um, so Hicks goes game two, right? Isn't that what we said? Yeah, and it's gonna be a tough series. Bassett. I mean, yeah, tomorrow night. Bassett. Bassett. Oh God. Then Carrasco, game three. Well, Carrasco's well, – and he's been incredible. Carrasco has a 1.4. Yeah. <laughs> but um, – We're going to see. Hey, we're going to see what this team has because right now the uh, Mets have the best record in baseball at 12-5. and five. Yeah. But, I mean, I think there's a, there is a lane to win this series. But the bats have to wake up. I'm so sick of this revolving door of either Goldie's good or no one's good. It just is. It's a revolving door. It's one's good, the other one's not. Yeah. Even last year on the 17-game winning streak, no one was almost MIA the whole time. They've got to get going at the same time, where at least they both scare you. Because there's – like today, no one looked lost. He looked lost yesterday. And Tyler – you know who did look really good? Tyler's looked really good the last couple he games, He did. I think. Yeah, it was nice to see him steal a base today, too. He smoked that double, too. He hit that yeah. thing hard. He His swing looks – I think he's looked good all year, to be Jim honest with you. Jim interviewed him on the uh, pregame. I saw it. Did you get to see it? Yeah, I saw and it. And he talked about how, you know, sometimes it's the same process. He's – he feels good. It's just he's not getting the results. And that's what Bader said too. Um, you know, Bader looks like he's maybe trying to pull everything again. He looks good. I think he looks really good. He looks be better honest. today, I guess. But no, he looked really good in Miami. He had three balls that I think would have been homers to right center last well, year, which we're going to talk about a little bit about that later too. But, but he, I think his swing looks as good as it's looked, maybe since that. Well, outside of that insane stretch he was on last year for like a month, but. His swing looks as good as to right center as I've seen it maybe since he's been in the big leagues right now. He's hitting balls hard inside out again. I think he looks good. I do. I th- I honestly think that he he I have more confidence when he comes up to the plate than most guys on the team. That he's gonna yeah. do something. He had twist tonight too. Uh, nice to see Tommy back in the leadoff spot. I think DC's still fighting it a little bit. Obviously, he had a couple hits. Was it yes- yesterday? Game two. He had two hit- He had he had five hits in the series. Yeah, so that's good to see. It, it isn't. It is, it is. They dropped. But he looks horrible. Yeah, he's not driving the ball. Horrible. Wh- whoever our hitting coach is, uh, it's Jeff Albert. I know who he is. <laughs> whoever our actual hitting coach is, 
whether it's Goldschmidt or Albert, get to the kid and tell him to finish with two of their goddamn hands. Smart. Because I'm sick and tired of him swinging one-handed, Dad. You know how you fix that? You say, okay, most people follow through with one hand. You follow through with two now. You have no power with one hand. That's just logic. He's swinging one-handed every single time. He's rolling over. He's losing his barrel. It's almost like when you're watching a mile, when you're watching a game of like seven U players, and some kids using a thirty-two inch bat for no reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he what, he's casting out. He doesn't look. Betty. He doesn't look good. It's cool. He's got some balls to drop. He has a shift on him, so that's going to add some hits sometimes. But he does not look like the DC that drives the ball to the gaps and over the fence. Okay, and that's so what we need him to be. Let's talk going into tomorrow night with uh, Scherzer versus uh, Michaelis. Did we miss anything we should probably talk about? Huh? Hicks. We want to talk about Hicks first? Yeah, first? absolutely. Absolutely. Hicks looked really good, I thought. Yeah. Um, he got unlucky and gave up a run, but whatever. Um, he And we need to talk about Paul DeYoung. That's on the list, well, too. He's on my list. But, um, yeah, I thought Hicks looked really good. Um, he, his, he, he, I, I was watching, um, John boy and they don't watch all the games obviously, but they cover them and like talk about them. And they're like, so they said that Hicks is going to tone it down. And that's why they put him in the rotation so that he's not throwing 102 every pitch. They said his average fastball velocity was a hundred. <laughs> he threw his <laughs> average. So he's not toning it down really. <laughs> but I think as you get him to be like, okay, I'm not only throwing 50 pitches today. He'll probably tone it down a little bit. But I just thought that was funny because he can't. Like the right. guy, the guy's not trying to throw a hundred. That's what people don't know. Like, don't think about. It. He tries to just throw the ball, and when he throws it, it goes hard because he's a freak. Right. But yeah. um, I think he looked really good. Have you heard? Are they going to maybe up the pitch count for him here soon? Or well, I would hope so. I mean, I, th- I would assume he's getting up to the sixty mark. Yeah. I didn't know if this next start, if they, if it was going up a little bit farther. He said he felt really good at forty-five. I would say they probably go up to fifty-five to sixty and just see where he's at. That's good. Should be a feel thing for him, I would assume. Yeah, I think I think it's a good thing for me. And the thing that's impressed that. me the most about him is he's not throwing twenty pitch innings. Like he went three innings with forty-five pitches. That's great. Yes. Like if he could keep doing stuff like that when he's stretched out, I mean, he I think he could be the guy we're talking about in October as our number one starter. Whoa! Hey, I genuinely do. I think he's the most that? talent on the team. Do we do we have that? Do we like on Twitter that we can pin that? I really do, and I don't. I'm not saying that's my prediction. I'm saying that wouldn't surprise me at all. The guy is oozing with talent. He is, and he is hard. He's nasty, dude. No one can hit him. I've seen a guy jazz barreled one up. That's the only guy I've seen barrel a ball up on him all year. Yeah. Like, I would not be surprised if he's a Freddie Peralta type that was a reliever that no one saw coming that becomes an all-star starting pitcher. Yeah, well, Freddie started as a starter, and then they moved into the bullpen. Yeah, moved... well, Hicks was a starter. Right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm saying I think it's a good – I wasn't done. You, I'm saying it's a good analogy. I think that's probably a good good thing to say. I, th- I honestly – like, that wouldn't surprise me. I really wouldn't. I think – he is as talented as anyone offensively or defensively on his roster, if not more. 13 home runs so far. Are we worried about that? No. I'm worried about Major League Baseball yeah. and what they're doing to their sport currently, but yeah. I'm not worried about the Cardinals specifically now. Which we'll talk about also in a little bit. Um, Nolan obviously still tearing it up at 364. Uh, Tommy Edmond at 313 right now. But listen, I, I, we got to talk about this also uh, before we get into the Mets series. There, there is zero reason for Kisner not to play three to four, four to five games a week. There's not. He should play every game that Wainwright's not starting. Agreed. And you know what? Here's the thing today, dude. I, Yachty looks at and, and hey, I, 
he's Yachty. So again, I always seem to like I have to preface this because I'm about to speak ill of the religious in the in church. But um, he looks out of shape. I thought his framing wasn't good today. And also, he let two balls get by him that should never get by you at the big league level. You want to say what it is? He's lazy. Okay. <laughs> he's, right. he's straight up lazy. It should he's be- been great for 20 years. Yeah. I don't care. He's lazy right now. Yeah. That's how I mean, it that's, appeared to me today. That's how it appeared last year, the whole year. I talked about this last year. It's lazy, and he seems behind the game when he's calling pitches. And also, he's hitting 138 with an OBP of 138 and a slugging of 138. There's zero rationale for him to ever be in there unless they're just on. And here's the thing, Kay. It goes back to that again, right? Like, it goes back to are we chasing numbers? Are we chasing records in the farewell tour? Are we trying to win games? Because to be fair, it's not fair to Kisner. Like, I know he's not going to catch every game. He's playing a lot, though. He's playing a lot. Yes. But what I'm saying is, if you're in a if you're in a big series in a big game, and it's Wayno on the mound, and we're still dealing with this in a, in a month or two, how can you can how can you look at the rest of the team and put Yadi out there over kids? No one will argue with that, Dan. I'm not saying they will. My question to you as a baseball player is, who what is better to uh, help your team win? Right now, it's Andrew Kisner. I think right. I I mean I don't know. I want to see them get the record. I do, and I also don't think catcher should ever start. Every game. I don't no, think no, that's no, no, no. So what I'm, what I'm saying is if you're giving Yachty two stars, Kisner three for a lot of the year, that's fine with me. Right. The problem I honestly think that's good for both of them. United bats and Kisner has 22. Yachty has more bats than Kisner. Yes. He's played nine games. Kisner has played six. So Yachty right now is playing um, 60% of the games. And aren't the Cardinals like five and – I think Yachty's played ten now. Right. Maybe today's stats. Maybe this. Maybe today's are not. Yeah, I think so because I think I saw a stat that said the the Cardinals are five and five with Yadi catching and four and one with Kisner catching, or five and one, something like that. So yeah, I mean he's a better player. Now I'm not saying at the end of year Kisner's still going to be hitting three eighteen. So please. Right now he's a better baseball player. Correct. Agreed. And that's as simple as it should get in the major. And are you like I don't know if you pay any attention to this and maybe I shouldn't, but I'm also tired of the. Yachty is a better defensive catcher than Kisner. Like, He's not. I agree. Kisner's and, better. Like, yes, Yachty over his career is. But right now, Kisner threw out a guy the other night. He looks good framing. He looks good. He's handling the pitching staff incredibly well. All those are shout-out to Yachty who's worked with him. Like, that's not – I'm not – No, kidding. yeah, and Yachty loves Kisner, too. They're, right. they're yeah. really close. Agreed. So, this is no shots at Yachty. He's old. No. Like, it happens. Father time catches up with you. It happens. That's, that, but, and then I, I posted on somebody's thing today on Twitter – like the the one thing the worst type of Cardinal fan is I'm a better fan than you are because we love Yachty and you want him on the bench. Like or Wayno or Pool, like fill in the blank. Like, okay, we can tell you that right now Yachty is not nearly as good of a baseball player. But Cardinal fans, there's some a faction of them that do not like to hear that. No, and it's I get Yachty has had a great legacy. He's a Hall of Famer. One of the most his, he's um if you think about the Cardinals history he won one of the first faces to pop in your brain. And he's going to have a statue outside the stadium. Yeah, and he's going to be in Cooperstown, and he's great. But that does not mean – Albert Pools was great. He got – someone. the Angels paid him $30 million to hit the road. Like, hey, did I, you know that Yachty only has a career 41 war? Yeah, I – what war is that? A, war, is that a surprise? That surprised me. War still has some things that need to be figured out. I, I'm not. I'm on. But I'm yeah, sure I mean, I'm on board with him being in the Hall of Fame. I'm simply asking you if that number surprised. It surprised me. No, it doesn't, because some there are some 
um, there's different wars on different sites. Um, some of them don't take into account pitch framing and catcher stats. Gotcha. And some do. So okay. it's weird. It's it's hard for catchers. That's why you don't like Gary Carter's was surprisingly low too. I remember looking at it one time. But I mean, y- yeah, you have to play Yachty sometimes. Obviously, he's Yachty. But the majority of the games, you have to give Kisner a chance to continue doing what he's doing. Yeah, and his swing looks great. Camp, like there's a lot. I understand this is kind of spring training. But the thing is, it's not spring training. Like, these games are going to count just as much as those games in September. No matter what anybody wants to tell you, they do. Yeah, I'm, I'm not necessarily worried about Yachty. I think he'll still hit his five home, five to ten homers. And I think he'll hit – and I think he'll get some big singles at times because it's what he does. <laughs> but he will. He'll hit a big single. You know he will hit a big single to tie the game late. He does that. Like, he's done that forever. But do I think you're going to go out there and say Yachty's – an all-star again like he was for some reason last year no i don't i don't leave any close um okay so you want to talk about like this is your favorite um discussion paul the young and obviously we talked about him last time i'll keep it short i'll keep it short no no, no. i think it has to be no i want to keep it short okay he shouldn't be starting anymore all right i'm i'm done well he's not starting tomorrow did you see that they so here's what it tells me he won't be in there tomorrow but he'll be back in there tuesday he shouldn't start ever again on a major league field. I'm but done. he's going to. He's horrible. He's bad at the game of baseball. Okay, so he's here's not my even question. good for a normal person at this point. As a Cardinal fan, which we both are, and a lot of our lists, obviously. And I like Paul DeYoung. I don't like saying this about him. You have a Paul DeYoung authentic jersey, so let's relax. I love him. I said but I like here's him. My I don't question, want to say it about him. Can you? Are you prepared to hand the overall duties to Edmundo Sosa? Yeah, he, okay. you know, he was our starting shortstop during the 17 game winning streak last year. Who had a hit again tonight? Who doesn't strike out every time he touches the bat? It does seem, and, I, and they were talking about today on the game, and I don't have the stats in he, front of me or really listen, but about when Sosa starts, like the difference versus he's like very, he's very bad off the bench. But when he yeah. starts, his numbers are very, very good. And I think the Cardinals record they were talking about also very good. It, it's at the time now where, look, everybody wants to bring up Nolan Gorman, and I am, all, first of all, I am driving the Nolan Gorman train. Like, not yet. He needs I, some more time. No, 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 no. no. Hold on. You, you are really not letting me talk today. You're just going slow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anyway, what I'm saying is I don't think he's ready yet because he had another bomb today, eight home runs, nine RBIs, two run homer today. Going into today, he had seven jacks and seven RBIs. Now he is hitting 320. His sluggy percentage is great. His OP, OBP is great. His OPS is incredible. He is still striking out a lot. But here's the thing. I'm not nearly as concerned as other people at the stri- about the strikeouts. I'm not. But I think you have to figure out at the big league level what you're going to do with Paul DeYoung before you bring up Nolan Gorman. Because if you bring up Nolan Gorman, you get you have just given Paul DeYoung zero value. Yep. And I have a question for you about Nolan yeah. Gorman. One, obviously his strikeout numbers, they're high. AAA is harder to hit than most places just because I, t- I tweeted this earlier. He, they throw 99 like the big leaguers, but they have no idea where it's going. Absolutely. No idea. So it is harder. People strike out in AAA. That's a fact. Look at any any stat other than Vladdy Jr. because he was insane. But And they strike out a lot. Um, Paul DeYoung's been so bad that do you think you can bring up Nolan Gorman, put Tommy at shortstop, and say, Gorman, you can struggle because that's what we were going to get anyway out of Paul DeYoung, and we'll give you time to figure it out? I don't think they want to do that, dude. I know, but I'm saying you could do it. But I don't think you need to. Here's why. be the same. Do you have a viable replacement for Paul DeYoung right now? And that's Edmundo Sosa, who is going to give you, like, I, I, it's hard for me to justify weakening two spots 
and that's what you're doing. You're I don't think so. I think Tom, I think Tommy would be fine there. Tommy Tommy has not played shortstop in what four years. So you he are, played some last year and he was fine. He's not going to be the defense, and maybe he's he's he might be fine, and maybe he'd be great. I don't know, but I am saying like I don't know that he's in Mundo Sosa yet. And then you're weakening second base, putting Gorman there, who already has like four errors in 15 games at second base. But but I I think if if Sosa if they give the they give a few starts to Sosa and he really really struggles with the bat or defensively, then I do think it has to be something you have to look at. I just don't think that they're in any hurry to get Nolan Gorman here. I know I think Yepes is still raking down there. I think they've got four or five guys who are absolutely raking. And also, if you didn't see Matthew Libertor threw a gem the other night. Mm-hmm. So, he needs to be in the bullpen. I don't think he does yet. At some point in time, you need a third, this year. Do you need a third lefty in the bullpen it, right now? No, but do you trust TJ McFarland? Because I really absolutely. don't. Absolutely. Like, there's no I reason don't. to. They signed him to a contract for a reason, and all he has done is, is – uh, proven himself since he's been. I was here. talking more about the end of the year, not now. Oh, okay, okay. When we get to September, then I, you, I think he will be. You could see him being used like David Price was in Tampa. Yeah, hopefully he gets at that level. I mean, that's a, that's <laughs> I know what you expectations. mean. What, what I'm saying is, I know what you mean. You I'm could see him in a kind of role like that. Hey, and he's from the Rays, so maybe it cor- it's, there's some kind of correlation. There we go. I but, just think, like I like I said, I love Nolan. I just think you, he, in my opinion, he needs more games at second base. Um, just to get them, uh, I don't know. But again, like I said, if, if they essentially say, okay, Eddie, it's you, because we can't keep rolling Pauly D out here. And and, Ed's, and Sosa really struggles, which, by the way, he hasn't shown us that he will. So no, I he's know. good. I like Sosa. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I just don't – I think you let Gorman play. He's only 21. And, 22. You know, he's 22 now. Oh, is he? It just said 21 when I looked. But, yeah, he's 22. Uh, either way, he's still young, and if he keeps raking – then it's going to put pressure, I think, on the front office. But You're dude, right. Still Sorry, like, he is 21. It's April. He is 21. That's what I thought. Oh, he's about to turn 22. Um, so, yeah, it is. You know. Paul, I'm just over the Paul DeYoung show. Well, like, the, you He's a big leaguer, Dad. You can't give him this much leash. I get it, but unfortunately, what what you know, what do they say? Past, past performances can, what is it? Something few, can show us future expectations. I really butchered that, right? But I do think we know what we have with Paul E.D., but but more importantly, what we know is this this organization is going to try to justify a contract as long as they can. They did it with Fowler. They did it with Carpenter. They're doing it right now with Paul DeYoung. And you're going to see him, I just think. And they even said in spring training, look, we're going to give him every opportunity. I don't know what that means. And they should have. They should have given him opportunity. But, but I don't know if uh, every this opportunity point... is 10 games or is it two months. Like That's what I'm saying. I, I don't know what that looks like. I, I don't know that you can – that you can write him off because of a bad April. That's all I'm saying. You can write him off for the fact that he looks the same. He was supposed to have done all these changes to his swing, and he came back, and he looks the exact same. There is no difference in the swing. I understand. Except for – here's the thing that's mind-boggling me, Dad. I'm not a hitting coach, okay? I played a fall semester at Lewis and Clark. (laughs) But if a guy struggles with the high pitch, right, like Paul DeYoung does, very much so, why the fuck are his hands above his head before he swings? Yeah, I don't know. That, that is impossible to bring your hands down and get back up. So why fix it? <laughs> Change the swing. It's a valid point. It's a valid point. I can't and, with it anymore. It's so obvious. Well, we know tomorrow night we'll have Sosa in there. Um, I love it, Nuno Sosa. I really I, do. Yeah, I think that if, if I, I think it'll be intriguing then to see if they go back to Pauly immediately on Tuesday. They like, will. I, think, I think that's going to be interesting. That's, uh, unless Edmundo, Edmundo can go out there and get four hits and two jacks and he probably won't play. 
It is, yeah. So we'll get the Paul DeYoung fucking Mookie Betts swing, but he has no hands. Oh, God. So we've got, we got, we got Scherzer tomorrow night, Bassett's a righty. Who did I say? Who do we have on Wednesday? Bassett's going to be tough, and the Carrasco's on Tuesday. So Wednesday, so sorry. Here's the thing. Let's be honest. Albert shouldn't start one of these three games. No, and I don't think he will. At home? I don't think he will, no. Okay. Um, definitely not against Scherzer. There's no way they'll be stupid no. enough to do that. No. Um, Scherzer's interesting to me. I think we're going to hit well against him. I don't know why. We never have, and history will tell me we won't. But I think we jump on him. Okay. He has weird stars throughout every season over the last three years, three or four years, where they're like, wow, he was really bad tonight. And I think this might be one of them tomorrow. You said the same thing in the uh, wild card game versus the Dodgers. He was bad. We just kind of I know. I'm, I wasn't saying like you were I wrong. was right about you it. You said the same thing. Yeah, he has weird – I just – history – he can't be good every game against us, can he? <laughs> Like, he has to have one blip in the radar. Um, it's baseball, right? Like, someone's going to – Tyler's going to get him. Tyler's going to send one to Big Mac land and be pumped up running the bases. That would be wonderful. Dad, we haven't had a home run in four games. I know. And we just played in maybe the most home – now, let's talk Not about – Not one that. homer in the series. Okay, let's talk about that before we talk a little bit about the Mets series. All right, because it's something that both of us have tweeted heavily about. Um, again, one, I think MLB – I read a tweet earlier today which very much – funny but mlb could easily blame cold weather april right instead of the balls and then come may they could just throw in the new baseballs and next thing you know we're seeing 15 to 20 home runs a night except for 75 degrees at great american ballpark today there there is something about the amount of balls that have been hit over 110 miles per hour and i gave this stat last time right there was only one ball hit out of the last 22 that Whatever the number was, right? I gave that on yeah. the last podcast. You can go back and listen to that and find. Like that. I'm not Joey Gallo, right? Yeah, but but this is the number of balls hit over 110 miles per hour with a launch angle between 20 and 30, which is almost guaranteed home runs every time. Like yeah. every oh, time. That's a in new. fact, they showed one the other night that the guy caught at the um, warning track. Same metrics the year before. It went 467 feet. Same ballpark. Yeah. So. so we, I- there's something fishy going on. It's horrible for the sport. Yes, I love I baseball. Agree. I'm getting bored of these cardinals. Interested in a sport that's boring as hell. You and I will watch baseball. We don't. We don't mind two to one games. But like you said, these are getting kind of boring. They're boring. I wasn't even excited to watch today's game. I wasn't. I woke up for and, it. I set an alarm. But and I, I figured this out, especially right now, at a time where the in, this might be the greatest first round of the NBA playoffs in the history of the NBA playoffs. Outside of the Bulls getting their butt kicked the last two nights, every game has been incredible. And do you have which is very rare for the NBA? Do what? Which is very rare for the NBA. That's what I said. Like yeah, for this year, the first round, these are some of the best playoff games I've ever seen in a first round. And every night there's a story. Their games are exciting. Teams are getting up. Then all of a sudden the other teams are fighting back. Which, by the way, NBA has done that for years. That's how NBA rolls. But it it's going to be hard to sell your product to kids or really even people on the fringe when you're putting out a boring product like this right now, I don't understand the humidor. I don't understand the new baseball. What are we trying to do? They're trying to appease too many people. Who? They're they're trying to appease the pitchers that have been bitching and moaning about it. The ones, you know, the Max Scherzer types that are in the high ups. Like they, this stuff is not happening by accident. It's not a coincidence that everything that seems to happen in baseball is pitcher friendly, and all the people that run the PA are pitchers. It's not a coincidence. Well, Tony Clark wasn't a pitcher. T- 
Tony Clark doesn't play. He doesn't give a shit. I'm just saying, like he does run the PA. I'm saying, you know what I mean. Though. It's not a, you think it's a coincidence that Andrew Miller and Max Scherzer are the only ones that are ever in the forefront, um, and this is what happens. It, it is like again. I will go back. To Bring back the sticky people, shit and keep the ball normal. Here is my question. Do you think they're paying attention to to attendance? Because the other night there was twenty seven hundred paid in Oakland. The, if you have watched Cincinnati, it they said earlier yesterday they said twenty thousand. There might have been half of that in the stadium, and I bet three quarters of them were Cardinal fans. Yeah, but to be fair them. about that, that's more about those organizations than well, it is well, about. What the I'm saying is, it's also baseball. throughout the league. I, 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 I honestly I don't know. Many um, stadiums are, are reporting very low. And again, that's every it's April. April. That's every Kids April. are in school. I understand all the factors. But, you know, there's a lot going on to where baseball, after the lockout, really needed to come out with some juice. And I feel like they haven't. I don't get it. I honestly, I did like they've wanted more offense. And they want more balls in play than homers because they don't like the three true outcome guys. The ML, I think MLB hates Joey Gallo as a player. <laughs> but um, I just don't enjoy like watching deep flyouts all game because they're not that no one's changing their swing. So all you're doing is just making those outs and it's boring. I don't want the juice balls of 2017 where people were swinging one handed and scooping homers into the third deck, but just the one from last year was fine. It was a fine ball. Keep it. Right. Who can hey, the ball it's funny year? to me that this is, this is the league that obviously when the steroid era was going on, put out a commercial that said chicks dig the long ball. Like that was dig the two six innings pitch too earned. <laughs> that's all baseball is right now. To see now if we have uh, Pete Alonzo and chicks Mike dig Trout the quality saying, starts. Right, doing commercials saying chicks dig spin rate. Right, like I don't know. Speaking of, um, I'm just, I don't know. It's really frustrating, and there's it could just be that I'm watching a lot of Cardinal games. I watch everyone, and maybe our offense just sucks because there's a lot of balls. Honestly, Dad. I haven't seen many balls that they've hit that I thought were going to go out. There's not that many. They're just not hitting the ball well. But Goldie and Bader, I've seen a few. Tyler, too. I've seen a few. I'm like, that ball's gone, and they just don't go anywhere. I, I don't know how Nolan's doing it. If he, has, uh, he just hit the ball super hard and how he's got five. But it just seems like there's nothing exciting happening in these games. Well, you and I talked. That ball he hit in Miami should have gone 500 feet, and it went off of Sanchez's glove and left center field. I thought that ball was going – off the freaking back window when he Dang. hit, and Dang. it Everyone popped off did. the fence. Like that, and that field is huge, but that ball should have been like thirty feet gone. Yeah. Again, like I said, cold weather. It is cold, and it's been colder than normal across cold in the Miami. US. What? So it's not cold in Miami where that ball was hit. I'm just saying, colder than normal across the U.S. That might have something to do with it. But these humidors. There's first of all, explain to me. Imagine I said this to you. Imagine the NBA making a basketball then putting it in something in the stadium to make sure it doesn't bounce as high. Or in the NFL making the ball heavier. Or well, remember when they deflated it, what happened? <laughs> they, blame, they blame Tom Brady for something every quarter. And then they does. suspended him for, what, six games, five games. Yeah, but it's just it, – I don't it get why sense. you mess with the baseball. Shouldn't make it just be a constant? Baseball, you don't need to put them in something that that is, hum, you know, humid-proof or humid, humid whatever it is. You don't need to do that. Make the baseball and let's play game, the game. Can I, can I ask you a question? Yeah. No one had talked about baseballs before 2017 at all. There had never been a conversation about a baseball changing. It was just no. a baseball. No. Why did they start well. changing the baseball? Yeah, I don't know. They wanted more homers, and then Verlander complained. And then they were like, okay, well, fuck you, Verlander. We're still going to do it for two years. And they said, you know what? Now 
we're going to make it impossible to hit home runs. So now Glaber Torres isn't even a solid baseball player. And all these guys are power numbers are down and they're not getting valued as highly because everyone had that 35 home run expectation for them. And now you're like, this guy sucks now. He's hitting 15 to 20. But in reality, it's just because they changed the ball. And all those and, one first, second row shots are now flyouts. And you'll have the Twittiots out there saying, well, they should just adjust their game. Like, yeah. This is they can control those variables. It's been, they've been using the normal baseball their whole life, and then it right. gets changed on them to where they're really good. And Ed Bregman's had 80 extra base hits for the two years where the ball was changed. And now you change it back, and people are like, why is Bregman not the same? It's like, well, what do you well, – didn't we go through this same. last year where there was a problem with the baseballs? Like with, they were either using older baseballs or – No, they, they ran out of baseballs somehow, and they brought in ba- completely different baseballs and people were feeling the ball. And they were like, what the hell? That's what it's it different. was. Seams were different and everything, remember? Yeah. There were How some that were – Wade Miley said he got one that was lopsided. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just – it's like should be the easiest thing to get right in your sport is the ball you play with. I've never heard a hockey team say, why is this puck messed up? Just get a normal baseball. Go fair. get a high school baseball. Yeah, they it travel far. I do see it is getting pretty loud out there. So I will. And they're not going to listen, though, because they're always so reactive that this shouldn't have even been a problem in the first place. And we'll, maybe we'll get it fixed in August. And then we'll get Garrett Cole coming out crying about something well, he's, when he gets up a homer. He had a good game today, though. He did. He did. But good for, good for him, I yeah. guess. All right, hey, you want to talk just a little bit about this series, and we'll get around baseball, and we'll get out of here. Yeah. Um, obviously, Mets come in with the best record in baseball. I mean, they got some guys who are hitting the ball. I mean, Lindor having a very, very off to a very good start. He's Lindor again. Yeah, three thirteen, four homers, twelve RBIs. Um, you know who's not he, good is Robinson Cano. He's not good. No, he's not doing steroids. Uh, I mean, Brandon Nimmo off to a nice little. Hey, they're playing a lot. Of my guys. boy. Yeah, Brandon, they're playing a lot of guys, giving a lot of guys. Like, I mean, obviously, Mark Hanna's only only got 39 at-bats in 11 games, but he's also hitting 308. Um, he's a good player. No home runs yet, but that's, again, uh, we've talked about the home runs are down across the league. McNeil, oh, the city field's hard um, to hit. You see James runs. McCann hit the farthest ball he's ever hit for a home run yes, last night? In, in Arizona, that ball was destroyed. <laughs> it was killed. But Jeff McNeil off to a nice little start. Um, your guy, Michael Conforto, by the way, uh, will not Shoulder be surgery until next year. So, so that's why he wasn't signed. So we know that now. Yeah, tease and piece to him. So, um, yeah, you know, hey, they, they're going to come at you with a lot of guys. Lindor, Alonzo, Marte, Nemo, J.D. Davis, Escobar, McCann, McNeil, Canna. I mean, they're going to come at you. Yorme, like, they're going to come at you with a lot of guys. Even Travis Janikowski is playing, getting a lot of at-bats. And he's in 318 right now for him. So. Yeah, it's weird, right? Like, what, yeah. are they cheating? They're cheating, aren't they? <laughs> Um, and we know that they're 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 going to pitch. That they're right now they are a very good baseball team. Again, it's April, but they are. This is going to be a strong test uh, for the Cardinals. I think it's going to be a tough test. In fact, I mean, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about this upcoming series. I'm not nervous. I'm more excited to see where they are. Okay. You know, I'm tired of watching these games and not like they like they won, but it was the Reds. You know, like they didn't even win that much, so it's not that exhilarating. Like you go out there and you have a good game tomorrow and you win. That's an exciting win. First of the year, probably, Absolutely. where I'll be excited that they won. Um, and I think it's a good test to see where you are, because I don't think the Mets are the best team in baseball or even close to it. But I do think they're a really, really good baseball team. So I think you go in there and you battle, get Scherzer's pitch count up, maybe pop a homer or two, hopefully. Uh, just give me one homer. Get me excited. <laughs> but um, It'll also I think, be I think, be, be I think, I think it's going to be a good game. I think Michaels is going to be good. 
You know, yeah. it seems like forever since they played a game at home, even though it really hasn't, it was only 10 games. But what a week be, and a half. Right. It'll be nice to be back at Bush, I think. Um, I think that'll help. And, you know, just maybe some home cooking. Again, I'm, I'm not mad at a six and four uh, road trip. I know a lot of people wanted to be seven. It's, just, it's just, just so, it's just so the same, Dad. It's so like you're mediocre again. Well, they are, Caleb. That's what I'm telling you. This is They're not, not a mediocre a, baseball team. That's not true. No, that's okay, not well, true. Well, but going six and four, what I'm saying is they're not a team that's going to go on a road trip against those teams. I don't think can go eight and two. Cause I, I don't, don't agree with, I don't agree with that. I think their pitching is good. And I think when their offense clicks, they're going to be really scary. And, and maybe happens. we'll see that. Cause obviously they went on a 17 game win streak last year, but I don't want to go on this, that they're not, they're mediocre. They're not a mediocre team. That's, that's not, not what I meant. Look at their roster. I mean, they're far and away mediocre. the best team in the central. I said, you that's said, what that's like again. That's why I'm not happy with it. Cause I have more expectations for the team. What I'm, I'm not going to say that you're the one who said mediocre. I, I said, that's what that is. Six and four against those three teams is mediocre. That's a mediocre. The, actually, the Brewers are good. Okay, so that's fine. Leave them out. But the Marlins go, I'm are more good. focused on the four and two. In the East. Okay, the, well, the rest of that – well, the Braves are in some kind of weird World Series hangover time loop, waiting for Ron Lacuna to come back. And then the other teams in that division – who is it? The one, Nationals suck. And then who's the other team? The Phillies? Phillies suck. They're bad. They're so, not a good baseball team. I'm just saying, like, six and four, you go on a 10-game road trip early in the year when you don't have Flaherty. Um, your offense is still kind of like finding its way. I'll you can't use clarity because their pitching has been the best part of it. Stop yes. Oh my god! So how are we not? How did we score one run against the Reds? I can't. Okay, you know I said I wasn't mad. I'm not going to get mad. <laughs> um, I, I, whatever. It's fine. You know, it's early in the season, whatever. But I just want to see some more intensity. You can lose a game; it happens. But they don't seem to have a chance when they're down. You know what I mean? Like at yes. all. It didn't seem the day that I, there was not one moment where I thought they were going to come back and win that game. Well, especially all. when they left Albert in to hit. Well, no, I just didn't think that anyone had it in him to get a big hit. Definitely not a homer because I hadn't seen and, it in years. Yeah, and it's going to have to be, honestly, those six guys that are going to have to carry him because I don't know how Ollie's going to get – like, I don't know what you're going to see at shortstop or a catcher or a DH. Like, it, it's not good. Your regular six – that are going to have to really carry you and get high. And that's most teams, though, to be fair. That's most teams. I get like, it. Not, so the Astros have one of the scariest times in baseball, and they're bottom two or three. It's kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it, but I the agree. top six or seven are going to bang, so who cares? But what I'm saying is our top six right now aren't banging. Well, no one was. And Goldie's been really good about – he's he he's having some really weird at-bats where it's like he looks like he's never touched a bat before, but that's just who he is. And obviously um, Tommy started off well. Tommy's been okay. He's yeah, still he's rolling fine. over too much. He's got the problems to figure out, but he'll be fine. And Dylan, I really, I want to see Dylan hit two doubles in the series. That's my task. Two doubles that are actual doubles, not bloop doubles, like gappers. If he gets two balls smoked in a gap, I'm going to be like, okay, he's back. But I'm, I don't want the little flare singles. Anymore. Yeah. Like, get them. That's fine. But you got to hit something hard for me. Just one, just one or two. Hit it hard. Uh all right, anything else you got to add on the Cardinals before we go around the league and then get out of here? Um, I think the bull – I we just – more on the bullpen. The bullpen's been incredible. So it has. Like, and the starting pitching has been great. So anyone who's saying anything about – Wainwright wasn't great today, but don't blame starting pitching for anything that's happening, please. They've yeah. all been good. All five have been good. Agreed. That's all I got. All right. Um, first off, let's start with some great things. Hey, big-time shout-out to Mickey. Uh, three set three thousand hit number 33, 33rd person in MLB history for with three thousand hits, but also only the seventh player with five hundred homers and three thousand hits. 
Uh, I, I tweeted this out earlier, but I think it's so true. Um, I feel like sometimes we take the legends for granted because they're they're legends, and the next thing you know is they're they're getting older, and I don't know how much longer we're going to get to see Miggy. I've seen him since he was 19 years old, and you know, uh, absolute legend of the game, absolute legend of a human being, and what that was awesome to see him get it in front of the home fans in Detroit. Yeah, he's he's so great, and how perfect was it that it was a single the other way? Yeah, that's just who he was. He, yep. he had 500 homers, but never tried to hit a homer, you know, and he, he was incredible. I think he might have 650 if he played anywhere else other than Detroit, because that right. field is just right. like the hardest and Miami. My God, he played old Miami in Detroit and had 500. So that's, uh, no. that's understated. He uh, might have had 700. But I mean, he's I saw Albert. I was really young when Albert was playing. I still saw him. I'm not going to say I did it. And he's the greatest I've ever seen when he was 29, 2009, 2010. I've never seen anyone that dominant. But Miggy in 2013, 14, and 15, that area, before Trout took the reins as the best player in baseball, was otherworldly. Like, two hits a day. Yeah. Two hits a day and a homer the other way. And, and I feel crazy. like – I'm not saying you and I are, are our big time – or our big time baseball fans, but it feels like Miggy was sort of forgotten up in Detroit. I don't think so. I think Detroit loves him. Oh, you mean no, by no, other no, no. people? No, no, no. What I'm saying is by other people. Yeah, league. okay. I don't know. I think Miggy's as respected as anyone in the league. I Okay, I guess maybe you're not understanding what I'm saying. It felt like he, after the Triple Crown years and everything else, great. But the Tigers have been really not very good. And it just seems like Miggy's getting old. And we just kind of, It was kind of like Albert in L.A. We just kind of moved on to other places, which is going to happen. That's the nature of the game. And it's yeah. the nature of who's playing great. But never for, again, just don't forget the legends. And if you look at it, like – still about 300 this year, you too. You see anyone – this is this is always a fun. Do you see anybody getting three thousand? I I don't. Is active player right now that you could see getting three thousand hits? If you have asked me five years ago, I would have said Jose Altuve, but now no. Right. Juan Soto would be my pick if I thought he would see a strike in the next four years, but I don't think he will. So he takes too many walks to get three thousand hits. I think. I think walks have been, and OBP has been such a uh, a point of emphasis for young players. That I just don't know. I don't see anyone getting a three thousand hits. Soto I mean, has five hundred hits right now. Yeah, and he's just gonna walk so much, Dad. I don't see it. He's gonna walk so so. He's gonna give me a four hundred OBP guy. I mean, Barry yeah. Bonds is one of the craziest on base percentage guys of all, the craziest of all time, and he didn't even reach three thousand hits. So no, yeah. I don't. You know I mean, what I mean? I don't. Look, if you look right, like Cano has twenty six hundred. He's not getting there. No. Jose Altuve is thirty one. He only has seventeen hundred hits. He's not getting there. No, I thought at one point he might. But Freeman's thirty-two with seventeen hundred hits. He's not. I mean, dude, I don't know. He could. Freeman could. Freeman could would probably be my answer of the guy that most likely. So he would need to play what ten more years and get hundred and thirty hits a year. I'm saying he could have four seasons mixed in there with two hundred. So he, he might votes. be the one, right? He could be the shot. I still don't think he will, but I think if someone could, it'd be him that I'd give the chance to. Um, because Machado's twenty-nine, he only has fourteen hundred. He's not getting there. He might play so long that he might fucking do it. I don't think so. He's he's played that. Think about how long he's been in the league. He's twenty nine, which is why I don't see him doing that. Like, at the yeah, end of his, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's I mean, just Trout's not that guy. 30, you know, this was a surprise one to me. Trout only has fourteen hundred and thirty one hits. I honestly thought that number would be high. He's missed so I, many games, Dad. Do what? He's missed so many games. I, I he walks so I'm much. Saying I still, even with him missing games, I thought he had to be closer to two thousand than he is. He's not. Yeah, I think he'll get. 
probably up over the twenty five hundred. What if three thousand is so crazy? The last guy in Major League Baseball to hit three thousand home runs or three thousand. I would say that's probably not going to happen unless the game, unless they do end up shortening seasons, which I think might be coming at some point. Then I could see it happening, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I I I don't know. I haven't seen another player come close to what Miggy did for those four or five years, so I wouldn't be surprised. Because honestly, this think about Miggy and how great of a hitter he's been for twenty years almost. I know, and that he only just now reached three thousand. It's yeah. like mind-boggling to think of anyone else doing it. I know, I know. Well, shout out to Miggy. It's awesome. It was so won a World Series. No people forget cool about to that see, too. Uh, Jose Iglesias come over and hug him. Uh, it's very cool. If you haven't seen it, it's on our Facebook and our Twitter page to watch his cheer his, his toast at the end of the game. He's just such a classy dude, and everybody who's ever played with him or against him absolutely loves him. You, you, you saw the thing with Mike Trout talking about. You know, that's – he's, like, Miggy's the guy. Like, that's the guy he always talked to, and, you know, that was his guy. And, you know, it's – he's just – he's it's he's awesome for the game. I don't know how much longer we've got with him. This could be it, I guess. I don't know. I think I, he's got one year left after this year. Does he have one year? I didn't know. I so. think so. Or this is the um, last. But, but I – Awesome. That was an awesome moment for Major League Baseball. Yeah, and it's just cool. I love Miggy. I really do. Um, second <laughs> shout-out I kind of wanted to give, and this is kind of one of those off the, the – the, the avenue things, I guess, a little bit. But shout out to Charlie Blackman for being the first major league baseball player to sign a deal with a sports betting um, agency, right? I think that's awesome. Look, it, it is a weird look. And we talked about, I talked about this, we talked about this on Twitter when you and I talked about the other day, but, you know, with Pete Rose and Shulis Josie, they're kind of going, um, say what? But here's the thing. Um, it's good. Shulis Joe's innocent. It's good for, it's good for Charlie Blackman. Sports betting is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. In fact, I think it's going to be soon. It's going to be in almost every in every state. And, you know, it's one of those things that you're going to see teams start dealing with. And, and you know, you're going to see contracts. In the NIL college world, you're going to see it, I think, in the professional world too. Yeah, I don't love it, to be honest. I'm not a fan. <laughs> I like I hate, I'm horrible at it, so there's that. But uh, I don't love players being involved with betting at all. But he's not. At all. He's not shouldn't betting. Be, they, they his name shouldn't be attached to anything involved with betting. <laughs> right, that's my opinion. If okay. you're going to keep guys like um, Pete Rose out of the Hall of Fame, then you should not be even – the word betting should almost just be like Voldemort in the dugout. It was – it was like it did make you say, okay, maybe now's the time if we're going to allow – if Charlie Blackman's going to sign this. It's not game, happening, Dad. Now, I know it's not, but I'm saying hey, that'd be a good be a good move for Robbie Manford there. He already declined it. He already said no I, five years ago. Okay. I'm well aware. What I'm but saying is right now would be a good time. It would be great. Anytime's a good time to have one of the best hitters of all time in your Hall of Fame. But it's not going to happen. I don't I don't like it. I don't know. Call me weird and old school. I'm not really, but don't I don't I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't like I hate that uh, term. players being associated with betting on games at all. When, when people to me say old school, it means – my belief of the game is better than your belief of the game. And that's, I'm not not saying that's what you were saying. But that's I, I, I old school has a negative connotation nowadays. When I anyone think. says old school to me, that's what I get out of that. I think old school is more negative nowadays. So that's why I, I hope so. I don't, I'm not old school at all. I don't have old school beliefs. I just don't like that in particular. We stop saying I'm old not, school? Yeah, I'm not super – that's a great movie. I'm not super against it, but um, I, I just am not for it. It's just uh, it's whatever, but I don't like it. Coming off playing the Reds, give me your thoughts on the Chris Rose rotation interview with Nick Cassianos where he said they didn't even call him. Yeah, also I was going to mention that earlier as well because he said that he was sad he wasn't with Mickey for the 3,000 hits. But um, 
Yeah, I'm not surprised. I, well, hold on. What, my reaction was what nothing. is going on in Cincinnati? This is one of the most like they're horrible. They the first friend, like this is like the original, the OG franchise in baseball. And I evidently, obviously, this douchebag president of theirs who makes the comment like he did on opening, which we talked about. They went that today was their first win since it. Obviously, they they hadn't what was it? They hadn't led in like 59 innings. No, it's more than 94, 95 innings. Whatever. 99. It was, it was 99 like, innings. And also. I saw a tweet from a Reds beat writer today that said, even in the bad years, he's never had um, a problem getting somebody to talk. And he said, it's a bad, bad scene in that locker room. Well, first of all, that also sort of happens when you bring in Tommy Pham. I love Tommy Pham. Stop. Stop. I'm so sick of the hatred for Tommy Tommy Pham. I am so sick of the hatred for Tommy Pham. Well, here's the thing. People love Tommy Pham. They don't. Blake Snell loves Tommy Pham. A lot of people love Blake Snell. Okay, but listen to San Diego media, who was very fine for him to leave. St. Louis media, very fine for him to leave. Look, I stood up for Tommy Pham when he wrote the Sports Illustrated article. He was fun to watch. But here's the thing. He, he, in fact, his quote, very simply, I, uh, I'm coming to Cincinnati to get my stats. I met Tommy Pham last year, and he was really nice to me. Uh, I, that's awesome. I'm telling you, in the locker room, I don't think he's beloved. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can't speak Who, on that. You can't speak on that. I'm going to Cincinnati to get my stats. The rest, Anyone that has. sees what's going on in that organization has a brain. He's just being honest. Okay, but you don't say it. Is he going there to win? Like he's, No, he's not. He's going there so he can trade at the deadline. <sighs> okay. That's why he's there. I like Either Tommy way. Tommy Pham's cool. So Come you on. think with all this heat, like there is, first of all, you got fans wearing bags on their head. You got Nick Castellanos saying they didn't even call me. They I love Nick Suarez and Weaver for essentially nobody. Um, what What do you think is going to happen? Justin Dunn's good, so at least give him his credit. What do you but, think um, is going to happen there? Nothing. You don't. Thank do you, you think? Do you think? Like we've talked about, we've seen obviously the terrible remarks that Sterling made with the Clippers, and in the um, NBA stepped in, made him sell the team. Uh, yeah. it, it looks like that could happen in the NFL with Daniel Snyder, with all the crap that's going on there. Uh, do you think Major League Baseball is ever going to step in in a franchise? and say, listen, uh, you need to start seeking own, new ownership? No, for two reasons. One, there's other a lot of other owners that also don't want to spend money. Shout out hey, to Bob Nutting. There's a lot of owners that do want to spend money and don't want to compete with other people who don't want to spend money. So, no, I don't think any owner has a problem with it because they want well, to spend if, money, but do they don't want to have to spend more this, money. If this boycott, essentially, that I mean, it's 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 – I mean, it's loud. It's, it's louder than I've ever heard a boycott against yeah. ownership. What do you think if this goes on for the entire season? Like, what? It I mean, will. No players are going to go there. No, Hunter Green's not going to resign. Mm, well, that's six years down the line. But like, so I'm just saying, and we're seeing, but dude, we're seeing that in Pittsburgh also. Nobody's signing a free agent deal in Pittsburgh. So now, like Brian Hayes for Brian some reason. Do what? Brian Hayes is. Brian Hayes didn't sign a deal. He just bought an arbitration. Okay, well, you know. Um, but. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I've never seen it before, so I don't have yeah, any. That's like, true. I don't have any. There's no precedent set. I would say there's something will be said. I just feel bad for Joey Votto. That's honestly all I can think. And I feel so bad for him. That Same. he wants to be so loyal to that city that he's never going to ask to leave. No. Because he loves the city. And he does. And he wants to be that statue guy. He wants to be what Freeman wanted to be. And he wants to be there. He's almost done. And he'd rather retire than go somewhere else. And this is how he's like. Trade, treat it. It's horrible. I feel bad for Jonathan India. He's going to be wasted there for years. It's sad. Yeah. It's just sad. It's sad for the fans who I don't like. <laughs> it's sad for this team who I don't like. Right. But it's really sad for Joey Votto who I do like. So it's it's sad. I don't like um, it. In good news, did you see Dave Stewart's group got 
I guess they've got something in the works to try if there's going to be a um, expansion to Nashville Stars. Wait, is that for the MLB? Hold on. Uh-huh. Go back. Restart. What's happening? Who's Dave David Stewart? Stewart? Yeah. Okay. As a group uh, led by well, him, prepared a $2 billion bid for an MLB expansion franchise in Nashville. Uh, That'd be awesome. Nashville Stars, which they. I don't like the name. I mean, didn't there. I think there used to be, and obviously there's an actual sound there, um, but I feel like there could have also been a. They used to have two minor league teams there, and I feel like the Stars might have been one, but I don't know that. I honestly. You could be cooler, I think, than Nashville with the name. That also could be uh, like a shout out to the Negro Leagues as well, where you had the St. Louis Stars and yeah. some, but they would be the first majority minority owned team in Major League history. Now, if they're not prepared to, what I said is if they're not prepared to expand. Then let's go ahead and have Dave Stewart buy the Oakland A's and move to Nashville. They're moving to Vegas. But, yeah, I hope so. I hope we do expand. I think that'd be cool for the league. I just hope – here's my thing. Is Nashville going to spend money? Are they? Are they going to be another Cincinnati? Why would – what what would lead you to believe Nashville would not spend money? I don't know. Cincinnati is a big town. It's been huge story-wise for baseball with one of the most – what's booming football town, and they're cutting payroll. So, I don't – the Midwestern teams seem to not want to spend money. Well, seems the, Midwest, to be a trend. the Midwestern markets are always going to be smaller than the East and the West Coast. We know that. I guess Cincinnati is a big market, man. A lot of people there want to go to a Cincinnati game if they were good. Well, you remember you, those playoff games? I mean, they, well, were, they were sold the Reds out. Did spend money, maybe sometimes very dumbly, to be honest with you. I don't but, know. You know, it, this is this is pretty new for the Reds, to be fair. It's, it's, it's been – the writing's been on the wall, though. They've done it before. They did it with Cueto and all those guys. Like, they tore that down and just kept Lotto. And – I don't know. I, I hope they – to get back to the point, I guess. Nashville, that would be awesome. Yes. I'd love to have a team in Nashville. Agreed. I think that would be really cool. I think it's a great city for baseball because I think they have a lot of people that probably watch baseball. The thing that's always weird to me on expansion teams is how – you've got to think about are they going to have a built-in fan base? And I don't know because a lot of people that live in Nashville already have a team because there's so many teams in the Midwest around that area. But I still would like to see them try. I think we've seen how well that area has supported the Titans as well as the Predators. Um, yeah. I think if, but you don't just leave if you're a Cardinal fan. You don't just leave that team. You know what I mean? Like, you're not going to leave because they get a team in Nashville. In numbers, it's had massive success with the minor league team there. Uh, I think if you're going to expand, obviously Vegas and Nashville are two of the places that I would start. And if the A's are going to move there, well, then we, we can talk from there. But Portland. I, would, I would definitely start in Nashville. Yeah, I would too. I think that's all. I think Portland would be so cool, by the way. I really want a team out there. But Port- yeah, yes, I, I think that'd be, be great. Awesome. I think that'd be awesome. Just to, just to have another team. I, I mean, you, I think wait, this is the longest time in baseball history that they haven't expanded. Yeah. Um, for a I team. You, dude, I don't know if you need to go to 32. I, we'll see. I'd be fine. That's fine with me. It's 32 is not bad. Let's see what happens. That's okay. what all the other leagues are at that right now. Let's take, uh, let's take okay, we talked about the good. And we talked about the great. Let's talk a little bit about the bad and the other. Before we do that. Okay. Byron Buxton needs a shout out. <laughs> he came back healthy. Two bombs tonight. Walk off, tank off Liam Hendricks, the best closer, second best closer in baseball. I, you have to mention it. The dude is on absolute fire right now. 1,300 OPS. He's winning the MVP if he's healthy. I'll stick here. by it. Firmly entrenched in my top five in the game. I said that today. I tweeted that out. So did I. I said, I said Byron Buxton's a top five um, player in baseball. Argue with I think I put it on Facebook, but what, either way. Um, on our yeah. page. But yeah. Just wanted to give him a shout out because yes. we love him over here. So absolutely, absolutely, always, always, uh, 
needs one as far as I'm concerned. I'm and also, I think he could be great for the game because there's not that many African-American stars. And he yeah. could be awesome for the game if he's healthy. He and, and Tim Anderson top five and players. guys like that could really lead the charge. Yep. That, to be fair, Tommy Andrew Fam. McCutcheon and Brandon Phillips and guys like that I love Andrew restored McCutcheon. there for yeah. a while. Yep. All right, that's yeah. all. Um, just a few things from around the league. Hey, Ty France can hit. Let's talk about that. Before. He's a stud, dude. He Woo-hoo! is so good. I'm on that Ty France train. I'm driving it with Jeff Hanson. Saying Ty France can JP Crawford, he can also hit. He had been third the other day. Good for him. Yeah. So I mean, that team is loaded, man. They're, they're, they might Colorado. win the damn meet West. Connor Joe in Colorado, he can hit. He led off. Oh, uh, blood. He had um blood cancer too. I believe testicular really cancer. Did not know that. Testicular cancer. He has a really cool story. If you want to, if anyone wants to go check it out. Absolutely. He had testicular cancer in the spring training of 2019. And he recovered from it, and now he's back raking. So good for him. But, one of our um, one of uh, one of our favorites on the pod, Austin Riley, has a kid comes out hits a jack. Dad power. Austin Riley's a stud too. Yeah, man. Uh, that great team is gonna be so good. He he's <laughs> he is unreal. I am such a Wander Franco fan. It's not even. It's like I am maybe the, I'm driving that train too, like fast. Hey, I am such a big Wander Franco fan. A guy who never really seemed to get a shot in L.A. with the Angels, and then he ends up in, in Tampa Bay and puts up some really solid numbers there, but has finally gotten the shot over the last couple of years with Colorado. C.J. Crone, I, I love to see him just keep raking because he coming up in, in with the Angels, man, he was known as the he next was their guy. guy. Yeah, he, he was, was the guy. guy. Albert, to be honest with you. He was the guy, and it was him and Cole Calhoun that came up together, I believe. Correct. Um, yeah, CJ Crow's having a great year in Colorado. He fits that, that yeah. ballpark. That team is playing very well right yes. now. Um, they're first, they're second in the West, I believe, because the Dodgers don't lose baseball games. But yeah, he's been incredible. I mean, two eighty six average is whatever, but six jacks, yeah. And I mean, Suzuki, nice to see him playing well for the Cubs. Obviously, not a Cubs fan, but it's nice to see a, a guy come in and and just automatically hit the ground running. Does it surprise you that he hasn't seemed to like stall at all so far? I, to be honest with you, dude, I didn't know much about him at all. Like, I just all. just from the fact that he's a Japanese player coming over here, and you know that there that's normally a very tough um, adjustment for hitters. Specifically. What does he have on the back of his jersey? Number twenty-seven, Suzuki. Yeah, we talked about this last week. I, I don't know. Get it. I don't get it. Why didn't it just say Seiya? We, sorry, we talked about this last week. I think we're repeating a little bit. Yeah, but I'm about my That's why I brought it up. They call in the business. They call it circling back. Yeah, it's 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 Suzuki. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's only twenty seven, almost twenty eight. Yeah, got a massive contract that I was very critical of because it just seemed like a lot to give an unproven guy. But I mean, three seventy two average, four jacks, seven twenty slugging. I did not good. see what our newest favorite Japanese player Sasaki did this week. Yeah, that's on me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what their schedule looks like over there. All I don't right. even know when they're playing. Well, it's good to hit the news and the notes, but let's hit a few of the let's hit a few of the bad and ugly things in baseball. Oh boy, um, what you, happened? Did you see the the junior college fight? Yeah, I. What the hell? What is going like? Well, the guy obviously was was kicked off the team. That guy must be a that um that hitter that was running must be a dickhead because no one no, <laughs> no one stepped in for him. Nope. But they did kick the pitcher off the team. Uh, yeah, they should. They tried to suspend him from a base from the school. That's stupid. Yeah, but, I agree with that. Um, if I like, if that were me, and I got absolutely leveled after hitting the jack, and none of my teammates did anything to help me, <laughs> I would be very offended. To be so, honest with you, so you he decreated it. Like, uh, 
you would feel like, oh my God, why Andy Dalton? Remember when he was with the Cowboys and had the late hit? And Andy, first of all, people seem to love Andy Dalton, but not one person like came to help him. That was very weird in the, in the NFL. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I just that was weird to me. I don't know what happened. I haven't even heard the story. Well, is there? Let me ask you this: Is there a rule in junior college baseball that if you leave the bench, like I don't know? Then are you suspend? I don't. I don't know how that works. You shouldn't be able to. What he did was so egregious in my eyes. <laughs> yes. To go do that and yeah. so absolutely nuts that I have no idea how that transpires. Yeah. That I don't. I don't even know what to say about it. Right. I've never seen that in my life. Yeah. Weird. That's like almost as that's like as jarring as Albert Bell absolutely destroying <laughs> the second baseman. <laughs> like you see it, and you're like, this isn't supposed to happen in this sport. Yeah. It's just weird. To did see. you did you think the Luke Voigt slide was dirty? Yes. Really? I would have beamed him in the ribs every time he came up after that. I did not. He did. Get, There's he no did reason. Get, he did get hit. Yeah. No, he didn't. He didn't. They didn't put him in the lineup. Somebody from the Padres got hit. Yeah, and they should have. No, you can't. You cannot. Uh, to me, it like looked that. like, dude, it looked like his arms were just coming up at the wrong time. That's fine. Why are your arms up? And he, well, no, because but, you're, uh, trying, yeah, to, before you're that, trying to get around the slide. Like, he injured the a second baseman Bates, last week. He injured a second baseman on a slide last week. He can't keep doing that. You can't keep hurting people on your slides. Sorry. Learn how to slide or don't slide. You're he out. Was, it wasn't a bad slide. It was a bad slide. Why is your hand why are your hands on his head? Ever. I've never done that. Have you? It looked to me like Stevenson was being brought into him. So the arms go up to sort of avoid the slide. And I've seen a lot of baseball people say the exact same thing. That's so fine, Dad. I don't can't, know. I don't know the answer. You, you can't have two slides in a span of seven days to injure people. Well as a baseball player. It doesn't mean both were on purpose, dude. Well, then don't slide anymore. You're out. Well, then you're like out on because we've he was out. eliminated. We took away the thing. Like we took away the collision home plate for a reason. You shouldn't be doing that. I thought it was dirty. Okay. I don't like it at all. But I, I'm not saying it's a, it's a, so egregious he should be suspended or anything. And I don't think he did it on purpose. But if you can't, no, you can't be giving catch, catchers concussion problems on a slide. All right, Fl- slide the better. Fans, the worst fans in the world. Miles Straw says they are. Um, no, no, they're not. They're, it's that such, was wild. The, yeah, yeah. That I mean, the those are obviously the loudest. I'm not going to lump all Yankees fans into that because there are some great Yankees fans. Like I love all of John Boy Media. They're all Yankees fans, but um, I'm not a fan of Yankees fans because <laughs> I don't like how they react to certain situations. And I also hate the ones that say we're just passionate and then bullshit like that happens. Whoever started the bottle, who if you're at a game, Dad. If me, I'm just, I was trying to put myself in a scenario, and people are throwing bottles on the field. Could you imagine one of us picking up a bottle and joining in? No. What kind of sheep-ass motherfuckers are throwing bottles at Oscar Mercado after winning the game, completely taking the shine away from Glaber Torres, who's been struggling like hell the last two years, a great moment for him, taking it away and making it about yourself because Stephen Kwan got hurt and people were cheering – on the other side of the field, it was different fans. How was that? Seven thousand fans are just da- do, jackasses. Do you stadium? think? Do you think they did it because they're still mad that the Cowboys lost in the playoffs and the Duke lost to Carolina in the Final Four? So some team tweeted that the other day. Who was? Did that? they really? The Orioles. The Orioles tweeted. Um, I did not. The other day that. they said some. They said the, they said the Cowboys um lost in the playoffs again last year, and we and the Yankees lost today. I feel bad for Yankees fans. Yeah, That's some Baltimore funny. Orioles account. Did not see that, but that is funny that whoever wrote that very smart. It was actually. a verified account. It was like one of their news. It was one of their news accounts. Yeah, I missed it's funny. It. But that's funny. Um, no, yeah, I just – it's so – I don't want to love all Yankees fans because that's not fair. 
But those that specific group of people, anyone that is found throwing anything at a player or towards the field should never be allowed in a major league baseball stadium. Agreed, one hundred percent. And it goes. I don't care what, how old you are. What we were talking about is we see we talked about this on on Monday. We're not going to get deep in the NBA, but with Kyrie and, and Mercado said the same. And we see obviously Tim Anderson flips off the fans. He gets suspended, but. Mercado is right. Like, say what you want to say. We can engage there, but don't you can't throw anything on the field. I think we're all in agreement there. Like, or celebrated I, other I, player I, getting injured. It's just there's no reason for it. They celebrated Quan's injury, which started in Miles Straw getting pissed, and then it snowballed. But that shouldn't happen either. I don't care. All right, anyway, what I was saying was I don't mind the the back and forth between the players and the fans. I love that. Within you reason, yeah. Fine. You can't get into – throwing things to where we can physically hurt people. That No, and you also just happen. have to be a smart and good person. Like, it's really that simple. Well, Don't but, celebrate Stephen Kwan hitting, a, hitting the fence and getting hurt. Don't be a jackass. Don't throw anything on the field. Don't give a vagina sign to them like they were doing. Like, how many jackasses are are in the world? I don't, That's honestly where my mind is. Evidently, goes. a bunch of them are at Yankee Stadium in the bleachers. And it sucks for Yankees fans that are good people that just love the Yankees because they're born in New York. Because they get lumped in with them, they don't deserve it. Did you just give us the? There were some good people there too. In that, there were. There, I mean, there, yeah. I mean, 50, <laughs> probably forty thousand of the forty-five thousand people. Kidding, there, fine. Dude, I was just joking. It's just, it's just. I just hate. I hate it so much. I can't even talk about it anymore. Um, I last hate last that's the, the thing. MLB, um, Alcides Escobar getting pissed that they're the Giants are stealing up seven-one and uh, Crawford's trying to score. I, look, we talked about this last time. These unwritten rules have to go away. They're not a thing anymore. Get rid of them. What you're, what are you getting pissed at? What are you getting mad at? It's seven to one. It's not fourteen to one. It's not twenty-one to nothing. Get over it. I almost made a tweet then, and I'm glad I didn't. Kind of that said, any team that employs Alcides Al- Escobar in 2022 can't get mad about how much they're losing by. Here's what's funny about you saying that. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Yeah, he was last year. I think they signed him to some deal. But it's ridiculous. Dave Martinez – I love Dave Martinez too. So I don't want to act like I don't like Dave Martinez. Yeah. I really do. He's a great manager. And that's how he was brought up. But why should the Giants um, take the foot off the gas? I saw some some major leaguer, former pitchers say, one game we were up 10 in the fourth inning and we took the foot off the gas and we're going station to station like they're supposed to apparently. And they ended up giving up three runs in like the seventh and then eight in the eighth and they lost. Yeah, like, you can still lose baseball games. Yeah, just I, you're I, up by ten. It, it that... drives me crazy, and I know that you talked about. We talked about those when you were a kid. Again, youth baseball much different as far as being taught how to respect the game. Also, times have changed significantly the Agreed. last seven years. Yes, agreed. Yep. Yeah, it's just there's no reason for it. I love Gabe Kapler, by the way. What a man! I mean, he said we're going to keep doing this. Yeah, and he did. They yep. did it, and and I love the fact that the Giants are such a veteran laden team. So it's like oh, they're one of the oldest teams in baseball by average age, and they're doing this. They're like, "Fuck you, I don't care." Like we're Agreed. old, but we're still gonna we're gonna get in your bullpen, and we're gonna try and beat all you all three games. Like it's yeah. not about today, it's about the next day and the next day. So I, I love Gabe Kapler. He's one of my favorite managers in baseball right now, and I'm glad they're continuing to do it. If you're a player, this is a question I have for you: If you're Brandon Crawford, because he's probably their best hitter, are you worried about getting hit? No, because of this. No, you don't care. Brandon, first of all, like, doesn't Brandon Crawford get hit more than like anybody in the league? Uh, that's like, Anthony Rizzo. I don't know. Maybe. He probably, probably. Let's just get hit a lot. No, he's not. Here's the thing: Tony Russo said it, and then he used to also get butt hurt about it. But play a hard nine. A hard nine means you play 27 outs. I don't care what the score is. You've got to play the game essentially the same way 
for 27 outs. And here's the thing. They're, they're your villain. I mean, they're your enemy. They're the enemy of you that game. Why should yeah. you do anything I, to aid I, them today or the next 160? Like I'll say shouldn't. it again. The unwritten rules of baseball are one of the dumbest things in team sports. And we need – like, they, they shouldn't even be – they're – and thank goodness, hey, the, the game is getting younger. I think these young guys don't view the unwritten rules as a thing anymore, as we can see. But you also, know, a lot thank of you, Fernando, starting to lead the way against it, and I, I I'm here for it. I'm here for you it. You know who? Fergie Jenkins is speaking out of it. I love Fergie, by the yeah. way. Yeah, I'm not yeah, a Cubs yeah. guy, obviously, but I love him. Yeah. Um, Fernando Tatis trailblazed this, by the way, two he years did. ago. He really did start this, and it's really cool to see. And his um, manager got fired for not backing him up. Yeah, a couple of years later, that's what I said yeah, last year. I mean, he lost the clubhouse, I think, in that moment. Absolutely, but, he did. But um, well, I had something I was going to say, and I forgot it. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. I had a point. It's gone. And the, the irony of the Fernando Tatis thing was that either the night before or two nights before that, they had a position player out pitching. So how can you get pissed about him doing that when you aren't taking the game seriously either? That's the disgrace to the game. I hate when position players pitch. Yeah, so like, um, you can't do I, that. I remember what I was going to say. Um, if you hit somebody for an unwritten rule in baseball, and that's why you did it, you should be suspended for a week, and you shouldn't be able to recover that roster spot. If you want to get this out of the game, I'm serious. If you want to get this out of the game, and you want to make the game more fun, more accessible for young people, and you want to get the stupid bullshit unwritten rules out of the game, when someone is thrown at or hit because of one of those unwritten rules, he should be suspended for a week, and the roster spot should be down to 27. And you shouldn't be able to recover it, and that will get it out of the game immediately. It will All right. I like so it. I, 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 I'm not even joking. I seriously think that's what should happen. Caleb Noble, Commissioner, twenty twenty six. It would be out of the game in a week. Yeah. One person does it, they're out and they hurt their team. No one's gonna do it again. Um, one last shout out that I think we needed to, to get to, uh, Nestor Cortez. You want to talk about I love that? that. I, I love that dude. Isn't that's that awesome? the what a story. Did you see that play he made yesterday? Yeah, and diving in the first base. The Yankees, then let go. Then obviously a lot of injuries, not not a lot. Of success, let go with the Orioles. Brought back, and what a start he's had. I don't know how this ends, but I, I'm hey, I love watching it. I think I believe in him. Last I year mean, I thought it could have been kind of fluky, but he's done enough to this point against enough quality teams that I'm just going to believe in him because I think my, he's fun. My number one question will always be how many breaking balls can you throw before that arm falls off? But. Adam Wainwright has done it for 20 years. Yeah, right. I, yeah, that's okay. It's kind of what I'm saying. But I love it. And I think. 0. 0.6 whip, Dad. 0. 0.6. No, It's a great. 25 start. Ks. And oh my God, 15 innings. I know. Wow, that's awesome. I'm so yeah. happy for him. And in Yankee Stadium, dude, like, you know, and where you have a, a massive Latin contingency right there in your backyard. I mean, I remember. In, He's from Cuba. I, I, well, yeah, that would be Latin. I'm no, I'm just, I'm just, just to give context to people yeah. listening. Um, He's from I Cuba. I remember Fernando Mania, right? Like, in LA, and that was so awesome. And obviously, Fernando was very young. So this Valenzuela, is, yeah, yeah, Fernando Valenzuela. And what was happening in LA when you have obviously a massive Hispanic population out there? It was awesome. And and the fans that it brought out and everything, just the the hype around baseball. And obviously, Nestor much older. But I I, I love the stuff. How old do you think Nestor baseball. is? I'm sorry, I, I was. Talking. How old do you think? If you had to guess, how old do you think Nestor Cortez is? Uh, he's gonna be 32, 33. 27. Oh, he's, he's younger than you think. I thought he's older than. So he's got some time too, man. I mean, good for him. I'm 36th yeah. round draft pick. Yeah. So good for him. I love those yeah. stories. I'm sad the draft's getting cut down because yeah. those stories are going it needs away. To be, but I, I, I get. You. I don't know, man. There's a lot of players that get drafted late. They come up. Yeah, Roddy Flores was like a 63rd round draft pick. Or something. I get it. I get it. But that's you're naming one guy. The other okay, thing Mike is, Piazza. A lot of these guys are going to sign as free agents. So, 
and you have the inter- with the international draft and everything else, you just don't need. You just I'm very sorry. You don't need it. I'm very worried that this is going to start um, doing away with some baseball teams in my league. Uh, that is, I think that's definitely the MLBPA's concern. And I hate, as well. I hate that. I hate. And they've it. already done it, right? Like they've already cut back on a lot of the the rookie teams and a lot of the low A teams and everything else. And a lot of that is just money. But that's the greatest part about baseball. That is all these players that don't ex- that can uh, that can evolve and become great. The Kevin Millars of the world. I get like, it. It's I'm so on, cool. I'm, and I'm not arguing that. I I'm hate it. Telling you the reason why. I get it, money standpoint. I get that the draft is long, and most of these guys don't pan out. But it's the baseball is so weird, so hard to scout. How many players are gonna like could become a Nestor Cortez, and we'll never ever find out. Yep, that's sad to me. I don't like that. Yep. All right, before we get out of here, um, it is time for the the weekly series new segment that has obviously captivated the world and captivated Twitter and everywhere else. And if you haven't listen to it and you're new welcome yeah you're, this is a joy for all of you and it's one of those things that uh we, we we're going to stick to because we don't stick to a lot of things but we are going to stick to this thing because it is so damn good and it is now time for caleb's puck off a eh? hockey segment. i'm keeping I'm, I'm keeping it short today and i'm uh, this is gonna be more of a of a grilling of sorts okay i'm going i'm gonna be hot today okay go on my favorite player on the blues that's jordan Kyrou. i love 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 Jordan Kyrou as a player I really do you know this dad how much have I talked about him a lot I have his jersey so that tells you something I have his jersey but this man does not play defense okay he we yesterday that we're playing the Coyotes to set the scene maybe the worst team I've ever seen and we're up four to one I think we allowed like 12 shots in the third period at this point it's like we're playing great he turns the puck over in front of the net, gives up a goal. Okay, fine. That's a blunder. We can, Next play, 25 seconds later, it's still his shift. He just skates away from the guy like he's afraid of him. He scores. Okay, so that, now it's 4-3, to three, and then tying it. We go to overtime. We win. Baruby, Craig Baruby, who I love, goes in the postgame and grills him. Rightfully so, says, um, says this guy, I mean, he's playing soft. He said he was playing soft, and – that that's not going to work come playoff time. So my my message today is that Jordan Kyrie needs to get his head out of his ass, okay? Because we need him for the playoffs to be good. And if he doesn't get his head out of his ass, that he should not be playing in the playoffs. Because the games get tighter, the goal scorers don't score as much, and if he's out there skating around like a little figure skater again, we're going to lose in four games to the Wild. Okay. That's and also also. Robert Thomas is a god to me. Okay, he's like maybe the most remarkable second half to any season of any sport I've ever seen in my life, outside of Giancarlo Stanton in like 2017. As I say that, the Ducks just scored, so we're losing. Well, but, here, hey, here we go. Listen, you heard it first right here. The segment that is sweeping the world and setting the internet on fire. Uh, Caleb's puck off, eh? Is as the, the two hot takes. Jordan Cairo, get your head out of your ass. Robert Thomas, maybe the greatest hockey player of all time. That's not what I said. But fine. You know what? I'm honestly, I'm there. I'm fine with that. There we go. I love, I love him. He's That's awesome. what I got out of that. Yeah, uh, it's just it's just so frustrating to see a guy with so much talent and potential as a guy that never had that at anything in life and to see him just wasting it for no reason. Like, he just okay. – the effort. When you can watch – when you watch a sport, Dad, you agree that if someone's struggling, whatever, you can live with it. But if it's the effort that's causing them to struggle – 
that's when I get upset because there's no reason for it. Absolutely. Get effort every single play. You're out there for a minute at a time, Jordan. Play a good minute, get off. Play another good minute, get off. That's all you got to do. It's not easy. Maybe they should bring you into the locker room. No, I would have no idea what I was talking about. I love watching it, and I can talk about the players and how good they are. But if they said, hey, how do you do this formation? I'm going to say, what are you talking about? I don't know what that means. <laughs> that, was like me coaching, that was like me coaching JV football. I couldn't coach football either. I would be I like, you run no a – I was like, run, I was like three, two, cover, zone, fly. I was Quarterback's knee. I was excited on every play the ball moved forward, and every other coach was screaming at, at every player for doing something wrong, and I had no idea what was happening. We're averaging two yards a carry, Coach. That sounds good to me. Hey, we, we went forward. It's good. <laughs> um, just a couple things before we get out of here from around sports, since we are the, the Moyo Noble Sports Podcast. Um, just a reminder, uh, if you, obviously, if you're a sports fan, you know this, but NFL Draft Week this week, I think, I think that could be an interesting Thursday night, obviously starting and heading into the weekend. It doesn't seem like you have the clear-cut number one. Guys, we're not going to talk about this. We're not a draft show. But I do think that's something, that, as a sports fan, that's something I'll be tuning into. Uh, to see what the Saints do, but also just to see. I mean, this is the night of a lifetime for so many of these kids. Uh, they're going to see their, their hard work and their dreams become recognized and get their name called, and that's pretty fucking cool as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, it's awesome. Can I ask you one question? Because we're not yeah. going to talk about this. But one, I, want, I want a short answer, okay? Yeah, sure. Will Baker Mayfield be a Cleveland Brown by the end of the draft? Yes. Okay. I, and I agree. I, I'll, just, I'll just say very quickly, I think the uncertainty around Deshaun Watson – Means they almost have to keep Baker Mayfield. Will Baker Mayfield play with the Browns? I, okay, I, that answer I can't give you right now because I don't know what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. If Watson I don't is, think Baker Mayfield will ever play a game for the Cleveland Browns okay. again. All right. Okay. Not to say he'll be traded. I don't think he'll ever lace him up and go out there with his team again. Yeah, and I think and I want to blame him at all. 49ers, even though I want him in in New Orleans. If we're really being honest, I think the price will be too much for him. But that's all yeah. I got on football. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, shout out to all of those guys who are going to get their name called this week. That's. So freaking awesome. I'm fired up for every single one of them. And then the last thing I want to hit on before we get out of here, uh, one thing that does run true, even though Caleb is sitting in a dorm room in Champaign, and we do root for the Illini, but today Caleb Love, uh, shout out to CBC High School and, and the 314, announced he's coming back to North Carolina, which means the team that we just unfortunately saw lose to Kansas in the championship has everybody but Brady Manick back. And it seems like Puff, sucks so bad. Seems like Puff Johnson will move right into that swing four very, very well, but they also have four studs coming into North Carolina. What Hubert Davis is doing and the fact that Baycott and Davis and Leaky Black and Caleb Love are all coming back to college. Hey, also shout out to NIL deals. That's why they're coming back. Let's not get yeah. confused. Let's be honest. But hey, this could be 2017 all over again where our hearts were broken in 16 against Villanova. We come back in 17 and win it all. We do know that winning a national championship very freaking difficult to do. But, boy, this team is going to be fun to watch next year. I think that's the hardest sport in the world to win a championship in. I mean, having those four guys back, like, I – um, I'm I, I think NIL saved college basketball. Yeah, I think so. so I, I think they did. Also, one more thing. Kofi yeah. left U of I. I hope – I don't think he's going to get drafted. I hope he does. Yeah. So I'm gonna say, I, I hope he does. I think it's a chance. He, he put – he and Io and, and Trent Frazier put – uh put University of Illinois basketball back on the map and, and it is headed in uh, it's in good hands it's headed in the right direction Brad Underwood is bringing in some studs like we talked about just signed an time. extension thank God I didn't go to K-State I was sad so uh yeah so I agree yes good luck Kofi thanks for everything uh with the house of pain and everything else you've done but um we'll see what happens I was kind of surprised but but good luck 
So I wasn't surprised but disappointed, I guess, because I think I think he has more, whatever. I think he has more growing up to do, but whatever. And that's enough college basketball. But I, yeah, I I will see. I hope he does well. I don't really, I don't know. How I many have coffees have you had? I just was drinking one, but I've had a mixed feeling about it because I don't think he's going to do well. I don't think it's a good decision. And whoever his agent is, it's probably not smart. But I also think that maybe it could work. So I don't. I don't. All right, you have some uh, law homework probably to do. Finals coming yeah. up. Everything else. We're ready for this. We're ready to, to get everything done. No, I'm done. not at all ready for this, okay. actually. I'm That's in a right very, answer. very um, stressed state currently. Okay. Well, keep drinking those coffees, I guess. No, I don't think I can have any more today. Hey, uh, all right. Listen, uh, once again, guys, we'd love to thank you, as always, man. You guys are the absolute best. Uh, we've had so much interaction with you guys on social media. Um, you guys are doing – I mean, we're, all the listens we're getting is great. We're, we're starting to really, really kind of take off a little bit, and we really – that's because of you guys. Um Give, find us again on your favorite podcast platform and, and give us a five-star rating. That helps That helps get our name out there a little bit more. Tell a friend. Uh, tell friends. Tell family. Let people know the word of mouth is really starting to kind of help us. But, again, we really appreciate the time that you spend with us uh, a couple times a week. It's fun. It's fun for us to get on here and talk about everything. But it, it's because of you guys that we do this. So, uh, thank you. Anything else you got there, Kay? No, I'm good. All right. Uh, first of all, go cards tomorrow night. Mets for three. Who do we have? Why do I not have this pulled up? Who do we have after that? Arizona. Arizona, that's what I thought. All right, Arizona. We'll talk that. before the Arizona series because this Mets series is relatively big Absolutely. at this point. Absolutely. We'll be back in your ears later this week. Um, and uh, is there anything else we need? No. Hey, if you're, no, not, hey, if you're not, one one thing, tune in the NBA playoffs. Two, watch the NFL draft. Three, go watch West Coast baseball. It's awesome. Guys, you guys are the absolute best. We can't tell you enough. Thank you so much. Stay safe. Take care of each other out there. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know.